This is Object to This, an Ace Attorney fancast. I'm Stephanie, the ghost of quality content. I'm Michelle, the ghost of Apollo Justice's scrapped backstories. I'm the ghost of Gregory Edworth. Ooh. <laughs> Stephanie. What a polite ghost. He didn't even slam the door. He didn't even slam the door, but we can't even get him to do the ghost of Gregory Edgeworth right. <laughs> never can, never will. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why um, we don't do Christmas specials anymore. God. You know, my you know my life is ruined when I try and Google court hyphen records because I accidentally Googled it instead of putting in the URL, and it's actually giving me real, like, Pacer and court record searches, and the, you know my life's out of control then. Yeah. No, it did that to me. It gave me, like, a real website, and I was like, what the fuck? Who do you think I am? Yeah, what the... Oh, Jesus. Anyway, I'm looking to see if there's any news real quick. Uh, there's not. Never mind. <laughs> Surprise. Don't worry. Surprise, no news. Very, hey. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hey, maybe Happy New Year we finally get that uh, Switch announcement. Happy New Year we get a new 2019 Ace Attorney Switch. Um, wasn't that supposed to be this year? Yeah, it was supposed to be fall this year, I believe. Oh, cool. Here we are. And maybe it was the the uh, Switch port of Ace Attorney 123 Phoenix Connection or whatever. Maybe that's all we're getting. Maybe was, we are in a, in a serious drought. Was that what this, the new content... They thought that was new content, huh? I mean, they, they think it's new content. And that's, I guess it's what they think is the important thing. That's tragic, is what that is. Ooh. So we're going to do our best here. Um, but because it's the holidays, Jesse is in a different country. So we are we did not watch the anime, so this is not an anime uh, update episode. Yeah, good news. No spoilers um, for y'all. No spoilers this episode. Um, but everyone really enjoyed us talking about pancakes last episode. What? About about Manfred von Pancakes? Really? <laughs> Manfred von Pancakes. Um, I, I think guess, everyone yeah. just igno- enjoys your pains, definitely. <laughs> you know what? My pain's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I suffer for the show. I, I, I am a martyr of the Ace Attorney cause, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. A fun fact for everybody. Every time we're like, okay, we need to record, there isn't anything. And we're like, ah, this episode can be a short one. And we say that every month. Every single month. Every (laughs) single time. See, I'm sitting here going, damn it, I was going to do my nails while we were recording, and it's too late now. Damn it. it. I was going to bring nail polish to also do my nails while I recorded, but I didn't. You didn't bring it to Aaron's house? No, I did not. Oh, I didn't okay. find a bottle of it. Damn. I'm looking at these emails right now, and and I'm going to start with this one I copied first. Uh, the OG Mask Damask. Uh, let's see. Uh, they have a mission to send a radio message to our long-lost friends and have some pancakes of their very own. Uh, let's see. So, two cents. No ideas about the Dark Age of the Law, which, man... That Dark Age of the Law, what can we even say about it at this point? <laughs> Other than that, um, they think that it should tie uh, tie into the Trucy and them actually, Trucy and Apollo find out their siblings. And so, like, this is kind of jumping around, but the questions that we have about, like, why we don't have any insights to their character lives. Man, okay, so we have the Dark Age of the Law. We, we figured out the best way to do it. 
perfect. We've 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 got that issue. Next talking point is how uh, we know nothing about anybody's life, right? Uh, and uh, OG Master Mask, when they started playing uh, Ace Attorney, had that question. But looking back from a gameplay perspective, it makes some sense that the gameplay is mainly about gathering evidence you need for a case. Sometimes you learn random things about characters' lives, but you know that they'll eventually become relevant to the case at hand, or else the game wouldn't waste your time with it. For example, in uh, Game 3, Case 5, Pearl asks, um, Elise Delium? I don't remember that character. Because <laughs> it's Larry Butts. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Wait, I thought that was the pseudonym for, um, for, for, uh, my Misty Faye. For Misty Faye? Uh, no, I, oh, Lori's oh, denoum was, was Larry, <laughs> but if there's, if there's Ellie's, it may have been Misty Faye's, like, writer oh. name or whatever, because wasn't she doing... She was, I forget what her pseudonym was, um, I, regardless, when Pearl asks about how to read words like gravy, gravely and roasted, it seems like cute dialogue, but it becomes relevant to the message Morgan Fay wrote about the murder. So, you know, regardless of yeah. if it was Larry or Morgan, either way, like, they give us, like, these cute little interactions, and sometimes Ace Attorney does give us cute interactions for the sake of it, but yeah, they, at least in the OG trilogy especially, they used to mostly be plot relevant. Yeah, at least, at least, um, was Misty's, uh, pseudonym okay, so, or pseudonym, illustrator, child illustrator pseudonym. Anyway, back okay. to, back to yeah. it. So, um, Ace Attorney cases have so much info you have to keep track of already. The thing that OG Master Mask does actually, like, feel like we quite know a bit of facts about the characters. We know Phoenix doesn't have a driver's license. He polishes Ace Attorney badge all the time. His favorite fruit is apple. Those are some examples. Although technically not every player knows that because it's all optional dialogue from presenting irrelevant evidence or examining random parts of the background, it feels a very clever way to add fluff dialogue. Yeah. Put it on the beating path so people look for it will spend longer to play the game and enjoy dialogue while people interested in the case can skip past it. Um, Straight up, I didn't remember the Apple thing, so... I didn't either. Like, we remember very clearly what Edward's breath smells like, but that wasn't optional dialogue, that was in dialogue, I believe. The fuck does it? Why does Edward's breath smell like? Emma is grapefruit because Emma oh, says great, it. The grapefruit thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like that's like uh, not optional. I I'm not one to explore optional dialogue or present irrelevant um, stuff on purpose. I do some of them on purpose. I don't do every single one. I used to present my badge all the time on purpose just to see what people reacted to it. Like, well, I mean, like. Uh, one that comes to me distinctly is the uh, the when I was playing the time travel case recently, and I found out that that kid's sister is dead or whatever. I would go and purposefully present the picture of the dead sister to people early because I was like, "This is gonna be wicked important. Like, I want to know what you think about the dead sister." You know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you used to be able to, like, once again in the OG trilogy, present when you could present uh, people's pictures. Uh, it used to be a lot more of a, a gimmick or a, like, fluff. Yeah. You could get would, a lot more. They would tell you, like, oh, I think Edgeworth is great, you know? Yeah. Oh, Mr. Edgeworth, he's great. I love that guy. Or, like, oh, who's that babe? Yeah. Don't talk about my boyfriend that way, you know? Right. That fisticuff option, you know, one never saw it coming, but. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where did I leap off on this? Um... 
though we may maybe we're not talking about random fun facts like how Apollo is good at hula hooping. Maybe we're talking more about day to day stuff like Edward lives in a mansion, who are Phoenix's parents. But in this case, I kind of assume we don't hear about that stuff because it's not compelling story wise. Like we can assume that Phoenix's parents didn't die in a tragic backstory like everyone else. Having Nick talk about it in a case doesn't add anything. I guess games could talk about stuff that make it interesting. I don't want them to do what like they did with Apollo and give him 27 backstories. <laughs> right. And that's that's like the crux of the issue, right? I don't want to learn that Phoenix's parents died tragically. That's exactly what I was thinking, where it was like if they go somewhere and mine's like, look at this, look at this crazy like vase. And Phoenix would have been like, my Just mom had one of those but smaller. Right? Like or like my mom loved China. Like, you know, whatever, like China like Fang China. Like weird shit like that. That would be just offhand flavor stuff to let me know that he has a mom. Yeah, or just it's, like the fact the fact that fundamentally we don't know if he lives at the agency or not is like a problem. You know what I'm saying? I do, which I fundamentally agree with you. Like, I mean, like, is it super important to the gameplay? No, but it's important to me, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and I think they might do that because. They're trying, they're kind of trying to have their cake and eat it too with Phoenix as a blank protagonist, right? That makes sense, like, yeah. The reason why, like, Ze- like in Link and Zelda doesn't talk is because you're supposed to, like, associate yourself more with a silent protagonist and, like, fill their shoes more. And I don't know if that is really effective or not, considering I always refer to the main character as you whenever I tell people games. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I. I went through and described the entire plot of Kingdom Hearts the other night to some people, and I said, you, the whole time. Like, you go, and we go, and we go on our spaceship. You you go go with Donald and Goofy, and then you... You go with Donald and Goofy, and you get eaten by a whale, and your friend bullies you by kidnapping a child. Like, you do those things. It's true. And... And Sora has a personality, so I don't know. It's it's does it work for Phoenix? Because Phoenix does have a personality. He he cleans toilets a lot, <laughs> like <laughs> he does, and so he's not quite a. Even though we live him first person sometimes, he he does have his own personality. But the same thing I find, and Stephanie knows this, is I think one of the most compellingly written protagonists in a first person game I've ever played is the girl. From Hatafel Boyfriend. <laughs> she's so like, great. <laughs> she's she's way better because she has a personality and she does weird jokes and shit all the time and lives in a cave. And you know, you get that. Loves it's to run. like she loves running. It's like she's more interesting than any and we play a lot of Otome dating sims. She's more interesting than any other dating sim protagonist I've ever played because usually they're like a whiteboard like just a whiteboard and it's like the problem with it is it's a boring whiteboard you've seen 75 times before and nobody cleaned really well so it's like (laughs) covered in garbage and and what i want is and i'm gonna call her frig for reasons that (laughs) i don't want to get into right now but frig from my telephone boyfriend (laughs) is is the best like blank slate protagonist I've ever met, and she's hardly a blank slate at all. Like, and the Phoenix gives me that vibe a little bit because she, Phoenix, you know, has his quips and like throws stuff in the background. But that's why it's so weird when he does something off book, completely. Like when in uh in, is it? It's in Spirit of Justice where you're versus where you're Apollo versus Phoenix, mm-hmm. and Phoenix is 
doing things that you the not not Apollo doesn't understand, but you the player don't understand why he's doing them. And that's really weird because we've been with Phoenix now for years and years and years. Yeah. And like that's not to say like, you know, like, oh we're complaining he doesn't grow, but we're complaining he's changing. No, it's just like it's not him growing. It's not it's just him being different and cryptic for weird reasons that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why like when it was the transition between Phoenix to Hobo um was like he was acting weird and different, but you had been without you'd been without him for seven and years. Like he had actually changed, happened. and it was to give you that like "whoa, what happened?" feeling. But then they then they told us what happened, and then we got to play as him again. And so they couldn't have the same feeling in that yeah. Phoenix v Apollo case <laughs> you because really can't, buddy. Phoenix, I was you uh, twenty minutes ago. Um, like you can't do this. We to have me. a different person who emailed us about the same thing. Uh, Justice Hi- Justice Hylia. Um, said, I want to have more of Phoenix's childhood fleshed out to explain why he's so fixated on Edgeworth that he became a lawyer just to talk to him again, being saved by Mia aside, because that was written later. If we find out that he was an orphan or had an abusive home life or both, and Edgeworth was the first person to really be supportive and kind, and his willingness to go the extra mile <laughs> for him would make a lot more sense. I also really want to see more about Clavier and his relationship to Kristoff, but it's been two games. We haven't gotten sure on that whole situation. I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah. Um. First off, thank you for emailing us. Yes, thank you. And Hello, Justice Hylia. And second off, uh, yeah, like that just kind of continues on. Like we, like we kind of you and like Michelle and I kind of have this feeling that Phoenix does at least have a mom who loved and cared for him. Maybe a dad. But, like, real quick, I don't know why we think that. <laughs> I think that because I read your fanfic that you wrote. And well, that's because I wrote a fanfic. I know, but, like, that like that became a sort of headcanon for me. Yeah, well, I'm glad you, and I think we've talked about that fanfic before, but, like, real quick, it's, it's I wrote a one-shot of, uh, in, I think I wrote this in, t- like, 2010. I wrote a one-shot of Phoenix after Miles is removed from school and sent to Von Karma's house after the whole, like, incident with his dad happens, Phoenix being told that his friend is never coming back. Like, I, that, the one shot is just, like, Phoenix going to the principal's office and they tell him that his friend is never coming back and his mom is there and everything. But, um... Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why I think he just has a... Like, I think... I don't know if he has a dad in my head, but he definitely has a mom in my head. And I think Phoenix comes... I would like Phoenix to come from a two-parent household. He doesn't even have to have siblings, but I think that if Phoenix has, like, a tragic Disney princess backstory, I'm gonna be mad. Like, can't we have a normal fucking person in this game? Can we just have one normal person? That would be ideal. And honestly, like, that's probably, like, in one regard, like, if nothing's happened, why would they mention it, right? If his life is so normal, they don't need to bring it up because we're... We've got tragic Apollo, tragic Athena, tragic every prosecutor. <laughs> um, but I feel like why would they? So if nothing bad has happened, why would they mention it? But and I, I guess I'm not asking for A's attorney to be more realistic. But in the real world, we talk about our parents. You know, like. <laughs> but you mentioned something too that fucked me up just real bad right now, which is is Phoenix an only child? I think yes. I assume so, but like if there's a new Ace Attorney game and all of a sudden you see Phoenix's sister, 
who's like cool and hip and has hair similar to his. Like, I'm going to blow my mind. My mind's going to be blown. That is going to blow my mind. Because, because, like I just said, we talk about our, like, in, if you know someone and spend a lot of time with them, they talk, they mention their siblings, they mention their parents, unless some shit's happened to them, they mention that those things exist. So if we have been with Phoenix for, swear to God, 10 years now, or more, and then he just has a sister he never mentioned, that's gonna fuck me up. Yeah, and the only reason, like, they could mention a sister is because Phoenix doesn't talk about her. And then we have to figure out why Phoenix why? doesn't talk about her. Yeah, because you can't just retcon him in a sister. And that, I guess, at this point, if we learned that he has parents, it would be like a weird retcon because he's never even mentioned them to his friends, to his, you know, to anyone. He wasn't like, my mom saw me in the newspaper and was really proud. Like, Or just, yeah, mentioned a scrapbook your mom keeps of your lawyer deeds. <laughs> Anything. Like, you don't have to move back in with them when you became a hobo. No. That's not what I needed. I but, just need you to mention their existence. But if you mention that your mom took care of your orphan child while you were playing piano at night in a bar, that'd be a nice mention. How did you handle being a single father with an adopted child with no job? Oh, maybe your parents helped. Like, Because we joke about Edgeworth all the time. Yeah, like, we joke about Edgeworth helping him, but honestly... Probably Phoenix's parents helped him, if indeed he has them. Yeah. And if Phoenix's parents have passed away, there's no way it wasn't tragic at this point in his life. He's too young for that. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah. Because even if it's like, oh, they got really sick, or it was a car accident, both of those are tragic. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like, dad was never around and mom got really sick and died, and then leave it at that, fine then just leave it at that. I don't need it to be a case point. But like OG Master Mask was saying, what's the point of bringing it up if it's not plot relevant? Because that's just fan pandering. Remember how we kept begging for a mention of Gumshoe and we were just getting baited and baited, but nothing yeah. until that DLC case. So I guess like, yeah, how can we have our cake and eat it too? Which side do we play off of? I wonder if it is fan pandering though. Like, it's fan pandering if it's lengthy. I'll give you that. Like, I mean, it's like weird detour and it's either fan pandering or boring if it's like a lengthy discussion of like his parent. But I, I what you and me keep proposing is a one liner off to the side, just implying the existence of the parents. Like, you know, you before they handheld you through investigation, if we were in the right, uh, the, the right and co law offices, and there was a picture frame on the desk, and he said, that's a picture of my parents. I'd be so happy. You're that's right. all we want. We just want one line. And that wouldn't be fan pandering. That'd be like, you're investigating, you know, it'd be like, ah, I should water Charlie. That's a picture of mom and dad at, the, at New Year's. Like, you know, like. Yeah, because Mia's got that poster in the office of a sad movie that she's, that, that you she know, liked, yeah. That she liked. And then Phoenix sees the same photo and says, that's a sad movie Mia used to like. I've never seen it, though. Yeah. You know, like. That, oh man, that poster is so important to me. And that poster is gone now. Because <laughs> that's a little bit of like what Mia's personality was outside of work. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want, you know? Yeah. Man, we, I guess like when it boils down, because I, like, I was like, you know, maybe we're asking a lot, like, because we're so nitpicky about the series. But we pull back and just look at it. We're not asking for a lot, honestly. No, we're, we're not. We're the smallest amount of 
personality. Because, like, Phoenix has got personality, but I guess person, personal, like, personable details, I guess. Personal details. Um, but also to go off of Justice Hylia, um, with Clavier and Kristoff in, like, Phoenix's childhood. Like, the anime is trying to give us a little bit of cuteness for Phoenix's childhood and mostly Miles' childhood. So I guess, like, what I... I don't like that it's not the games, but I do like that they're trying to fill us in. Yeah. Whether it's official canon or anime canon or however you want to see it. Mostly I just mad about like the stoplight samurais. That that shit's <laughs> <laughs> that shit's stupid, yeah. but it's okay. And I don't like I I don't I have expressed my dislike for those episodes, but I don't I don't hate them. Like they're they're fine episodes and if I if if it was worse as far as filler goes, I'd be way more upset. But I I wish and I I mean in those we're getting a little bit we're getting a little bit of insight as to like what Miles's life was like, um, his home life with his dad and his home life with Manfred. Um, but I don't want that. I want to know what Phoenix's parents are like. That's that's true. That's really what I want. I didn't want it. Honestly, I didn't need to know Manfred ate ever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to know that that skeleton, shallow-eyed man ate food, let alone pancakes. Let alone taking his daughter to an American outlet mall to I buy her I gotta say, I did not need to know that Manfred von Karma participated in commerce. <laughs> that upsets me. Like, yes. that he, has, he doesn't have his servants go and buy everything for him. That's exactly. He doesn't send for things like a Victorian noble. like Which is what I guess I expected out of him. Yeah, you know in Pirates of the Caribbean at the start when Will Turner goes to deliver the sword to Elizabeth Swan's dad? Uh-huh. That's what I think Will Turner, like, that's what I think Manfred's house was like, right? Like, that's what my imagination oh, yeah. was, where people brought things to him. And I don't even mean, like, Peapod grocery delivery. I mean, people brought things to him. That's just how life worked. Yes, I totally agree. Because I, can you imagine Manfred actually investigating a scene? So, like, I can't imagine Manfred driving a car. I almost can. But I would believe he has a chauffeur first than him driving a car. Yeah. But, you know, but, like, I guess we're getting things that we don't need, but we just have a few things that are very important to us. One, don't give Apollo any more backstory. Two, Please stop. Does, just stop. Two, does Phoenix have parents? Do they are they alive? Do they care about him? Do they love him? Do they feel lukewarm about him? Like what? Um, can they tell us if Apollo and Trucy are siblings yet? Can they tell them yet? Kristoff uh, and Clavier, how bad is their relationship? Do they not talk anymore? How good was their relationship when they were younger? How yeah. bad did it affect one of them when the other be like when one goes to prosecution and goes to defense? Like how? Did that dynamic go? Obviously, we're not going to get those answers because our boy's sad and broken and we know it's going to be that way. Because yeah. I have to assume Kristoff is going to be dead soon. I did just think of something, which is we either have only children or we have siblings in pairs. Is there anyone in Ace Attorney who has multiple siblings? I'm going to say real quick that Franzi and the unnamed Von Karma child and then Edgeworth does not count as three siblings Uh 
I, but I mean, is there anyone with like two brothers? Like, you know, is it all just like one and one or like only kids or two, two kids? I, I think you're right. I'm trying to think because you can't count Pearl because that's a cousin. Yeah. So that does, that setup doesn't work anyway. Um, the pains maybe? No, because that's just Winston and, um... Gaspin? Gaspin. We don't know of another pain child. Even the, the judge. The judge has one brother that we know of. Yeah. Is this very Japanese? Do people in Japan don't have three kids? Uh, it's less likely, I think. I guess, but... I I feel like it's just that the game series didn't want to handle more than two siblings. Like, three was too much. I guess. Because they have all, like, you know, if they have Franzi and Unnamed Von Karma and Manfred, that's three. Plus Edgeworth, which kind of, you know... Like, yeah. I feel like if they add anything... Because Akron and Bat, those guys are only two... Yeah. Regina was an only child. The like, Bettys um, from Trucy's, like, magical assistants, they're twins, but there's only two. Yeah, if anyone's got a... Oh, oh God, what's... what? Albie, Albie, I think, has more than one sibling. Because he's got to feed all of them, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, that's... I guess, but we don't see them, right? We don't see them. But at least it's something, right? At least there's an acknowledgement that people can have more than two children. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, at least. I don't know. Someone email us if, if you can think of an example of someone having multiple siblings. Because I think that's about it. Usually it's like... And usually it's siblings that look a lot alike. Yeah. When it's plot relevant. And they're similar. They're not, like, exactly the same age, but, like, Lana and and Emma are fairly close. Yeah. Well, and the, they, they serve a different purpose also because they're foils of yeah. Mia and Maya, but they're fairly close. Mia and Maya are fairly close. Um, Eni and Meanie were, like, a few years apart. Yeah. And one went through reconstructive surgery to look like the other, but... Akron Bat were a few years apart, I think. Ugh, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah. All right. Also, to add to the list of things we want, I would like to see a, a family of more than two siblings all on screen. Not like at the same time, but that we all meet. That we meet all of. Yeah, that'd be nice. Allure and Simon are also siblings. They don't have a third, as far as we know. <laughs> I forget that because they look nothing alike. They're like the one set of siblings whose <laughs> plot doesn't revolve around them looking alike, huh? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, let's see. So, yeah, I guess that was a good pat on the back. We're not asking too much. Let's see. Um, what else do we got in these emails? Okay, so let's talk about the... Uh, well, let's let's continue on the train of what we keep asking for. So, um, just as Hylia, <laughs> it's I'll, Christmas, so this is this is my list. Give me all my things. <laughs> Give me all my things. I asked for so much, and I got so little. Um, so Hylia, uh, just as Hylia, uh, f- ideal switch game, Ace Attorney switch game, because we asked about that. 
So um, their friends were talking the other day about the Persona dancing games, which I know you have exposure to, Michelle. Yeah, Tony's got one of them. Dancing, whatever the Persona 5 dancing line is. Dancing Moonlight, I think. And basically what's the gist of the game for people who aren't familiar with them? Um, this is only from me popping into the room occasionally when it's being played, but, uh, so in Persona often there's like a real world and then there's a, some, some, in every Persona there's some sort of version of like an alternate world that either is gone into or enters the real world. That's not important, except for that these dancing games in, in at least this one, they go into the alternate world with no consequences because it's a bullshit like filler game right so in the Mm -hmm. persona 5 one uh the persona 5 kids wake up in the velvet club instead of the velvet (laughs) room and the velvet club is a dance club and it's a magical dance club that doesn't play by reality's rules and part of that means that they can uh do any dance they think of they don't have to have practiced it or anything they can just do dance moves like magic and they're all either asleep or whatever, but they won't remember it when it's over. Um, but they're in the, the little, there's these little girls who are in, they're like essentially your level up your persona room that like help you customize personas. And in five, they're dressed like little cops and it's adorable, but also weird. Anyway, those kids are, have conscripted you as their dance team. Cause they have a beef with another lit girl who has her own dance team. <laughs> Spoilers. It's the persona three kids. So the Persona 3 kids are the other dance team, and uh, you have to do dances in order to beat them. And the winner um, gets the prestige, but also there's treasure under the dance floor, and the winner gets to get the treasure under the dance floor. So that's the plot of that game, as far as I can tell. So the gameplay, basically, though, is you go and you hit the buttons to dance to the song correctly. Yeah, much like... uh, it's you know all rhythm game variant DDR. So in this one, the the button presses are in the corners. There's also a scratch mechanic like a record scratches. Okay, so to go back to the the email from Justice Hylia, um, so that Persona game, like the Persona dancing games, more franchises franchises should have games like that. So of course, Clavier needs to be the star of Ace Attorney dancing with <laughs> dancing in detention. Okay, all right. Story mode involves Clavier holding a one-night reunion concert with what remains of the Gaviners. Since they disbanded, he lost his backup dancers, so he recruits absolutely everyone he knows to be their replacements, including <laughs> Apollo, who, you know, he gets Apollo to come over, and DLC is Gumshoe doing the Blue Badger dance. Okay. That's all That's all they got, but I like this. It's more bullshit we'll never get, though, is the problem. This I like it, but could we change it a second? Could we modify it slightly? Go on. So we have our backup dancers, and there's the backup dancer, like, like DDR-style section where you dance, right? Mm-hmm. Can we also have the rock band section where you play? Can we, please? <laughs> I would love nothing more than to force Ace Attorney characters to either sing vocals uncomfortably, play drums, or play guitar. That's what, or have, like, Phoenix is there conscripted. It's, okay, it's not a reunion. It's a battle of the bands. And you have to play as Clavier playing guitar or Phoenix on keyboard or somebody on mic. <gasps> I love it. 
or somebody on drums because they have the the guitar hero and rock band drum kits so uh that's so half the game is that and you have to buy all these ancillary bullshit controllers that you don't want and half the game is is ddr style dancing mechan like dancing moon knight mechanics i feel uh, like for the rest of the game i feel like what you have to do is like you have your band so like maybe maybe it's either him getting the band back like restarting a band or it's like high school clavier trying to make a band um, so you get all of your band members, and then you have to vet for your uh, backup dancers, and that's, like, the rhythm game portion. Okay. So, like, people, like, apply to be a backup dancer, and then um, based on your score, if you're good enough, like, that, like, if you're, like, Phoenix is going to apply to be a backup dancer, and then you, like, do the level, and if you're past the level with a good enough score, you get to have Phoenix as a backup dancer. If not, he gets knocked off or something. I have to say this is a great idea and I would never, ever, ever play this game. Like, I just straight up, like, even, like, Persona, I love Persona 5, Persona 5 Dancing Moon Knight. I will never play it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, there are there are things that we just never will play, but I feel like this should exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What else are things that we want but we'll never have besides everything that Japan has? Yeah, um... Good question. What are things that... Um, okay, so uh, things, you know, things from um, email Clavier Gavin brought up is, you know, how we really wanted Apollo to become a prosecutor for a whole game and come back or not, whatever. Yeah. Um, what would his prosecutor look look like? Oh. What's that outfit change? So I still want red involved, right? We keep yes. this color scheme. All the prosecutors are a little bit more... Frilly. With, with the exception of Clavier, I'd say a little bit more fancy. And too. the exception of Pain. Well, Pain is Pain. But I mean, at least he's wearing a full suit. So I guess we're... He's not not fancy. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what we're not going to do ever again. We're not going to put on the coat of our dead space friend... <laughs> That's not part of the outfit. Our dead space friend who was just introduced, which much like Phoenix's fake sister we made up, can't happen because it'll remove all the emotional depth to it. Anyway. Um, I think he needs a jacket. I think he doesn't get to just have a vest anymore. Yeah, I think he needs a jacket and I think it needs to be dark. I think, yeah, I think we need to take the hues down to like, not a, quite a scarlet, but down from red down, down a couple But I hues. mean, does, so the real question is, does he need ruffles? I don't think he would have ruffles. They're all ruffly, though. Godot's not ruffly, but he's wearing those card dealer, card shark armbands. He, yeah, he is. Because <sighs> hmm. the other thing I can think of is put him in all black, give him a red tie this time. I think he needs a hair change. Well, he does need a hair change. So I think this is the problem. I'm trying to picture Polly in anything, and it looks dumb with his hair. <laughs> so the the thing is, maybe the antennas become... They have to become longer or shorter. Which way are we going to go with those? See, I was trying to imagine what he'd look like with a Sokka haircut. Like, sides shaved, oh. but ponytail in the back. Oh. Um. So I think that'd be good. It makes him a little rock star, which is which is fine. Um, but the antenna then would kind of become, become the ponytail. 
become the ponytail, which would be kind of weird. Or he'd get a little Phoenix uh, dual destiny, like... Like flip. Flip, yeah. Like the antennas become short and flip, or they become long side bangs, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, I don't think he should go longer. Unless it's longer but pulled back, but I can't see him with a full ponytail. I like having something shaved. Yeah, but I can't think of any other version. Hmm. I don't think he should have a hat like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh... The bandana worked, but didn't, right? Right. Well, because it was like an eye patch bandana. Yeah, it was like a... Yeah. So the only thing I can think of that would be funny is if he doesn't have the bangs at all, right? So it's just a slick back, like shape side ponytail thing and when you finally break him at the end of the game it pops forward again that'd be pretty good <laughs> but you only get it the once at the end yeah it's either that or we go mohawk uh i don't think he could rock a mohawk not, i mean not the not the not the dork we know right yeah but i mean even like evil i don't think he could i don't think he could pull it off yeah um I mean, I don't think it's a... Besides the parallel to Phoenix's little flip, I don't think it's a problem if his if his antenna becomes small flips. Yeah. And the other half is flips. a pull back with a, with shaved size, like Sokka from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, I think the suit has to come down a couple shades of hues. I think maybe... What if we do red shirt, black jacket? Is that too prom? I think red shirt, black jacket can look good, but it's a... I think he needs to keep a vest. Like, that's another... Like, having a three-piece suit makes it more formal. And the prosecutors are, generally speaking, more formal. Okay, well, he can... I mean, he can do red shirt. Black Black. vest. Okay, black vest, red pinstripes on the black vest, red shirt. How do we feel about that? I think that might be... I think the red on red might get lost or look gaudy. It's Ace Attorney, sure. so the gaudiness is not necessarily It's not necessarily there. an issue. So and I know it's not, our instinct is not that. But now, what if we gave him a zoot suit? Uh, he's too short for a zoot suit. Uh, as, as someone who once went to prom with a man who was shorter than herself and he wore a zoot suit. You can, can you, you can know then clearly why it's a bad idea. That's what my next sentence was going to be. It is a terrible idea. Because <laughs> no one will take him seriously. Yeah. I applaud the Zoot Suit era for existing, but it can't work anymore. Yeah, the thing is, it's way too baggy. If we had a mobster prosecutor, I'd fully support Zoot Suit, but we don't. Um, we need that. Ace Attorney, we need that. Hold on. Yeah, hey, just, Ace Attorney, like, mobster prosecutor. Put, put that in a bow, chuck it. Chuck it to and Japan. I'm not talking about a, a Yakuza prosecutor. Not a Yakuza, a nineteen twenty Chicago mobster. Use, but I want a I want a real I want a New York mobster or an Al Capone type mobster as the prosecutor. Yeah. We that we need that. Um I don't I don't know if Japan really knows about that era of the United States. God they should though. But they should, because it's a great it's just like it's they rich have to culture. because the castle of Cagliostro is like that, isn't it? 
Oh, you're right. I think it is. Well, Lupin the Third is like Lupin versus mobsters, and Bacano exists, which yeah. is what that is. Um. Okay, so what if now I don't know how it would look, but what if we got that mobster vibe and threw it on Apollo a little? Is it too much then of a yakuza? He's got a hat again. He's, he's got, got a hat, hat again. Yeah, take the hat off. All right. So I think he has. But to... then, if you're doing that mobster vibe, what you're doing is black black suit, black vest, red tie, which is a fine look, but it's not Apollo. You know, it's, not, it's also not like flashy enough for Ace Attorney, right? Hmm. Because the thing is, like Apollo himself, besides the shade of red his suit is, he's a pretty put together kid. Yeah. Not very. uh um, r- ridiculous in his nature, I suppose. Aside from his hair and his, the fact that there is a suit code for that suit somewhere in the world. <laughs> uh, so the only thing I can think of that's not explored suit-wise in Ace Attorney is a coattails, but I don't think that suits Apollo either. No. What about a duster? God, 1999 Apollo, huh? He just goes full Neo. He kind of has to. Like, what what other directions are there? <laughs> it's true. He doesn't. There's not a lot of other directions for him. He could go. He could go duster, but that is edging into um, uh, uh the miracle never happened territory with Phoenix. Now that's a trench coat, so the collar the collar difference has to be very clear when they. When an artist draws it. Okay. Um, because a duster doesn't have that high collar. It's more of a flat collar. But it would be funny that he's trying to go be original and be himself when he's actually just copying the Miracle Never Happened Phoenix. <laughs> he doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know it. Well, because the only thing as I can think of is uh, Gregory Edgeworth also wears a trench with a high oh, collar. Oh, that's right. He does. So I feel like it's got to be a flat collar duster. Yeah. But it's got it's got to be done in a way that doesn't make him look stupid. I mean, does it though? I mean, it, we want him to be scary. Yeah, but I want him I want to come up and be like like a hobo kind of experience. What happened to you? Not like <laughs> you look ridiculous. Take that <laughs> Stop off. Stop trying so hard. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of what my reaction was with this with the space coat. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't think, I mean, we have an episode we recorded that says what happened, like what our reactions were initially. Like, he looked kind of badass, but in gameplay, he was just slap worthy. Yeah. I don't know, but. So I guess the other option of what happened to you then is less formal. Yeah, so the options are more formal. But then it makes him more desperate. If he's a prosecutor and he's less formal, it makes him more, uh, like desperate, like holding on to the position as opposed to uh, really s- trying to like succeed in his own right outside of the shadow. Well, okay, let's let's lean into him becoming more frilly. We wouldn't get shaved sides; we'd just get full slick back hair. I would feel okay. Um, frills on the on the cuffs, probably. 
the coat cut has generally so been longer. My other, space. yeah, I think a longer, that would, if we're going more frilly, it'd be a longer coat. But really, honestly, though, the only thing I'd do if I was going more formal with him is I would do full black suit, black vest, and instead of a tie, I'd give him one of those little fabric-y things that you tuck in an ascot, maybe. Mm. Uh, a red ascot. So keep him sleek and slimmed down, basically. Yeah. Um, that actually goes with the only direction I could think of his his sprites changing is we get a straight cold resting bitch face Apollo. Yeah, because for sure. we, we the sprites we have now Apollo's pretty expressive, little little, little dorky, you know. But and when he's when he's got a thing, he's got a little like confident smirk going on. So I feel like you he does like you know a flat examine his nails, flat eyes, like there is no joy to him. Let I me think. ask you this. How do you feel about round asshole sunglasses? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm I, thinking Simon Tam from their first episode of Firefly, but that's a deep cut. Uh, I, but I'm with you. <laughs> but, but actually, I'm mad about it, but I'm with you. Yeah. And and I mean, in, so Simon Tam in the first episode of Firefly was wearing rose-colored glasses, and I think that that was symbolism, but um, uh, give him dark ones, or give him uh, like reddish ones, not rose, but like reddish, and that way that when, not only does he have a resting fish face, but when he's being particularly pissed off, or sinister, or um, cryptic, he can, they can, fl- they can anime flash, so you can't see his eyes at all. Oh, yeah. Alright, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Age of the Apollo. <laughs> yeah. So are we going with the the ascot then too? He went full Simon Tam for the first episode yeah, 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 of Firefly. Yeah. I think he did. I think he I don't did. know what I call that aesthetic. What do we call that aesthetic? Besides space western? <laughs> like I don't, I don't. It's not. It's like it's like fake Victorian. I don't know. <laughs> It's a little butler aesthetic, to be honest. But the round glasses are the not round very glasses. Buttery. No. Wait. Gantz glasses are round, aren't they? Gantz. Um. I mean. Well, I accidentally hit caps lock, so that's a terrible way to Google. Damon Gantz. Um. They're square. They're square. Okay. Yeah. They're square and they're pink, and I want. I want red. I want round and red. This is what I'm going for. I like it because it's a little bit of a call out to um to his out to his his red outfit. It's a little bit of a call out to Godot, and I like the douchiness of the round. Yeah, and because that changes uh his sprite when he's thinking from his head up here to him maybe with his with the finger glasses pushing. Oh yeah, he could do some anime finger glasses pushing, and they definitely definitely are not needed. Glasses. Like, these are a a choice. I'm actually looking at pictures of Simon Tam for the first episode of Firefly, and these are red. So I guess I'm actually wanting this look exactly, except with an ascot. So we have decreed it, so it shall be. I don't know what we call So shall it be, I guess. I guess we'll just call it the Simon Tam until we have a better name for it. Yeah, somebody's got a better name for this. But I'm sending you this picture, and it's that's that's it, except for add some red to this suit. (laughs) Hold on. Oh, God. (laughs) I forgot! Oh, I forgot so much. Oh, what color is the shirt? Did we decide black? Um, I was thinking what? all black, but I didn't really think about a shirt. 
What do you think? I'm trying to picture three, like black on black on black, and that might be too hard for Ace Attorney. Color schematic wise. Maybe. It could be a white shirt then. It could be either a white shirt or the shirt's black and the vest is like a a gray, but I don't really like that as much. So white shirt's fine, I think, with the red ascot. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to close that now. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but it would work, though. It would work. I think that is, that is yeah. So you don't, need to, you don't need to frill him up, but it takes him to a sleek villain kind of feel to him. Yeah. Simon Tan's not a villain, but he, you know. Well, that's during the 30 seconds where he, we are supposed to think he is. <laughs> exactly. But this is, this is the opposite of fake out, where Apollo is not faking us out, he's become something else. Yeah. So keeping the shaved sides or just full slick back hair? I don't know. It depends on if they want him to be, like, modern and cool and shit. But I would, I like the shaved sides because it's a drastic change. Yeah. I think it would still work with the look, too. Yeah. Because it also, it's so, I like, I like this because it's a little bit of a rock star look, which is a call out to, to Gavin. It's yeah. a little bit of the red, which call out to Godot. We dress him up, which is a call out to the Bonkarma slash Edgeworth tangent. So mm-hmm. I think it's doing a lot in a good way. This is how you do it, Capcom. <laughs> Hire <laughs> us. Um, and then in terms of things that we continue to want and wish for, since we're never getting this game or this beautiful Apollo baby we just made Did up, you put mobster on the list? <laughs> besides a mobster? Yeah. That's on the list now. An yeah, mobster, mobster prosecutor. Um, is uh, a female prosecutor. Oh, yeah. She yeah. can be a mobster. She could be. Oh, it would be a little too sexy, I think. Ace Attorney would fuck it up. They probably would. Yeah. Um, but, uh... But then you could have a... What were the names of the... Bonnie and Clyde. You could have a Bonnie and Clyde pair of prosecutors. It'd be ah, great. It would be so good. Um, but, uh, email Gavin said, uh, woman prosecutor, seriously, we've had one female main rival and that's it. I'd love it if she got pants too, because no woman in Ace Attorney wears pants except Kalalisa Yu. And she was the only one who, A, had a badass suit... Had pants, and then she was evil. Yeah, this is true. I mean, we don't know what that judge, lady judge, wears, do we? She's got ro- like judge robes, so it's like a dress. Yeah, I mean, she could have pants on under there, but she could. But as far as you extensively can see, it's a dress yeah. underneath her her judge robes. Her gavel's fucking cool, but uh, doesn't Dark Law from the crossover game technically have pants? She's wearing armor, if I recall correctly. So yeah, pants. Kind of. Um, RD002 would love another female prosecutor like Franzi. Is amazing. More of that. In fact, better female characters in general. Which yeah. is a thing we struggle with in the whole thing. Um, Dark Law does have pants. They're like bloomers, aren't they? Yeah, they're not great. And I think she has a dress variant. But yeah, more female characters and uh, more characters not wearing dresses to help the cosplayers out. Man. Because also, as between the two of us, we've both cosplayed a total of three Ace Attorney characters. I guess yeah. Emma has pants. They're capris, but you know, Emma yeah, wears that's true. gets pants. She's wearing heels, but she's wearing pants. They're like kitty heels, though. So as far as heels go, not bad. Older Emma. Older, Older Emma. Emma, yeah. Um, I did Mia, you did Trucy, and I did Kay. Yeah. Those skirts don't look short, but they really, really they are. They really are. 
like putting them on and making them the correct length makes compared them compared to where their short. knees are, you know, compared to where their knees are makes them very short. So yeah, and I can tell you Athena's is very short too. Yeah, <laughs> even if she has leggings on underneath. <sighs> so yeah, it's give funny. Athena pants. Give her pa- Give her a redesign, please. Yeah. Her does like keep it yellow, fine, but make it so it's less upsetting. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because I know it can be done well, and her hair wouldn't bother me as much. I think if it was just, I don't know, if maybe it was just tied up a little differently. I don't know. Yeah, I mean her hair is silly, but I'd I'd. It's be my... okay with it more with as just weird anime hair if they give her a better outfit. That's not because she wants to be taken seriously as not a child, and she keeps dressing like she's in a school uniform. Hey, step one, stop doing that. The boots are upsetting. I hate yeah. her boots. <laughs> We've been over this. Yeah, we have. Months. We yeah, won't. It's... This is a dead horse. This but... is a dead horse. But yeah, just like give us what we want, Ace Attorney, twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Um. And let's see. The only other emails we really have, or email talking points we have, is about anime reactions and RD002 saying that they are not confused by the whole who invented the channeling technique thing. Because as we brought up, it seems like Ace Attorney can't keep it straight. Yeah. Um, RD said... I always thought it was the sacred mother who first held the channeling power and taught it to other people how she did it. And then Ami went to Japanifornia, created her own technique based on the sacred mother, which is slightly different. And the reason why Maya went to the country to learn more about the original technique used, you know, for where it originated from. That is making sense of the information we've been given, R.D., that is not how the canon goes. Yeah, it's and I like that because it's interesting because Ami's technique is actually successful. Um, the people mm-hmm. from Karain, Karain Village can actually channel people, whereas the people in Karain can no longer channel people. I think Rafa's mom technically can still. Rafa's mom's what, the only one in the entire country, though. Yes, which they made it, so I think in their minds they made it into only the best of the best can do it, and it's boiled down to this one person because our country's so corrupt we fucked it up. Yeah. Where in Japanifornia we're like, we are a secluded group of people and only women can do it, however people can learn this technique. It is kind of secluded and localized, but yeah, it's secluded and localized, and I it I don't know if it's bloodline based or not. We're not um, sure, but it is learnable with a lot of training. But I mean, even like Bikini um, didn't live in the area; she lived far away. Yeah, and she was a in a member of the Kurain spiritual club. I don't know, but like she, you know, she dressed like a monk and was like a a priestess of the technique. Yeah, so it's really just. You made it make sense, R.D., and you did exactly the right thing. And I applaud you for it. You did a good job, but... We have just we have just combed and nitpicked through it so frequently that we know that that was not the intent, and therefore that's why they can't keep it straight, because they're trying to shove it retcon in. 
But that's okay. Like, it's... It's just we're frustrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really it for the emails. That might be it for the episode. <laughs> I do want to shout out that we did get a Tumblr post from... Oh, gosh. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Something the wise bunny. S-O-P-H. Sopost? So post or sofost? Sofost? Yeah, okay. Sofost the wise bunny uh, has been listening for like three years, like since episode 36 or whatever, but just made a Tumblr and wanted to pop by and say hi. So awesome. hello. Hello. Bad time to make a Tumblr, but we welcome you. We welcome you. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's their time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like really would love a new game that would have a lot less out there plot, a female prosecutor, and more Apollo without weird retcon backstory. Yeah. Those are unlikely, but I can dream. And I want to dream with you. <laughs> um, which brings me to thanking everybody. You know, we do this all the time. We get really sappy around this time of year. But that's <laughs> not going to stop 2018, Stephanie, being super thankful for all of the regulars, all of the new guys, everything and anything. Um, all and- the people like Sappho's who listened and have listened for years and don't talk to us we thank you too thanks you don't have to talk to us we're we're fairly we nice get people it. but like <laughs> we get it we, we get it it's effort and a lot of you ever a lot of you who email regularly like are you double two or mop up or um, or email rachel's i'm alive check-ins yeah like we appreciate those but a lot of you guys are like i'm so sorry i've been in school and i haven't had a chance like you're you're ju- you're apologizing to me is unnecessary, but man, does it make me feel special. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, right now we're kind of dealing with the thing where we can't listen to our backlog. Um, we've been made aware of that through uh, iTunes reviews. So, or sorry, Apple Podcast reviews. Also, thanks for that Apple Podcast review, even though it also contained troubling information for us about how the backlog is is not accessible at the moment. Yeah, so this means all y'all try to stay tuned. We're probably going to have to change servers again. We're going to change our host site again. Yeah, hopefully with this this time around, I can do that without having to change the RSS feed. I've been looking into it, but... Uh, we'll see, and uh, stay tuned for more info. Hopefully, it can be a f- painless transition for everybody. Hopefully, but if you if it comes February and you haven't seen an episode from us, check our Tumblr, see what's up there. If we skipped a month for some reason, otherwise, try to make sure we're we're relevant to you. Um, but you know, keep keep us in mind uh, as the new year comes around because we're going to have to try to change so we can get that backlog up and going so more people can find us and talk to us because we love hanging out and your emails sustain us, especially with the drought, as we call yeah. it. Yeah, we can all survive the drought together. And now during this time of year, when every radio station is telling you to make your tax-deductible donation, just keep in mind that we don't want that. Yeah, we've never <laughs> once asked you for actual money. Just keep that in mind. Nor do we expect that you would give it to us. So We just ask for content. (laughs) We do this for free for you, and you listen for free, and everyone's happy. And that's all we need. And that's all we need. A couple of things also while we're going through this list. Uh, Oh, shoot. Who was it? Who who sent me this? Uh, 
because actually I might want you, Michelle, to use this for the intro or outro. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. It's RD. Um, so uh, I also want RD002 to know they're very appreciated. Um, they are making Ace Attorney covers, um, and the logic and trick one that they emailed us is a banger. It's very oh, good. Oh, rad. Um, so if uh, we don't post it either before or after this episode, uh, we'll definitely post it on the link to the t- on the Tumblr post. So keep your eye out for that. Um, we love supporting you guys and your Ace Attorney obsessions as well, even if we sometimes don't get around to playing the games or, or, or your ports or watching the videos. We still love you and support you. Yes. Um, talking about love and support, there is that other podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're the Write Anything podcast. Um, they're on SoundCloud. There's three episodes out. If you want to betray my love for you that I just gushed out. Wow. Wow, Stephanie. <laughs> we can use some healthy competition. And by use, I mean it's not going to drive us to produce a better po- a product or anything. <laughs> it will have absolutely no effect on us. But we're a small community of people who are obsessed with a game that treats us badly. Not as badly as other games. Not as badly as other games, but pretty badly. So we should all support everyone trying to survive the drought. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. I take back my mean comments. Um, <laughs> anyway, but if you want to look for the Right Anything podcast, they're on SoundCloud. Three episodes out now. Um, hosts uh, Clavier and Clavier Gavin and Trucy go through the games case by case. Wow, I can't believe they're chomping our flav like that. With well, the names and everything. <laughs> they, they, well, see, we we admit to the world we're Stephanie and Michelle. They That's they don't. True. They go by no. They go by that. Uh, Cl- uh, Gavin and Trucy. So it's too it's too close to home. It's a little too close to home. They also called us out for having our backlog not available. So we're gonna work on us to produce a bigger, better, <laughs> a bigger, better 2019. Yeah, we do have to work on us. Yes. So um, right now you can find us on Podcast Garden. Uh, but that that should change soon. Um, we are not going to go back to Potomatic. No. So don't look there. <laughs> uh, but we will let you all know when we pick a new place and find it there. But uh, you can listen to stuff from this year still on iTunes. Um, sorry, Apple Podcasts. I don't know why I can't freaking say this correctly. <laughs> I'll never get it right. Um, but it's okay because I got Phoenix right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks dark shadow rage 2 for the use of our theme song hey pal detective gumshoe remix that we usually use um if you need to email us or find us on tumblr those are good places to talk to us and keep us sustained in the drought podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash object to this and then we also have like i said the, the email uh, object to this podcast at gmail.com yeah and then the tumblr is tumblr object to this dot tumblr.com yeah, see, I, without Jesse here to do the stuff I don't do, I don't remember how to do this anymore. <laughs> Jesse will be back, hopefully, if she doesn't die. But yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. We love each and every one of you. So we'll see you all next year. In the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. And that was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? Bye.